Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, May 28th, and this is for May 28th through Saturday, June 3rd. This weekend, we are working with a Saturn-Sun square. We're working with it whether we want to or not. The square was exact around 4 a.m. Pacific time today, Sunday, May 28th. And this kind of an aspect, we're talking about learning lessons. There can be slowdowns. There can be karma-related things. A Saturn-Sun square, you can kind of look at as sort of a progress report. Saturn is the auditor of the zodiac. Mm-hmm. It is not necessarily the most popular planet. It's a, it's a nice planet to look at, very pretty planet to look at, but the way it plays out in astrology is that it is the taskmaster. It is the employer performance review of the zodiac. Let's put it that way. So there's a good chance we're looking at where we are right now in our lives and thinking about the ways that we could maybe improve things. Our situations might not arise to force us to change things. It's not always, oh, let's see where I can prove. You know, outside situations can come crashing into our lives or people can come crashing into our lives that accelerate these changes. You know, we, we might also find ourselves being too critical of ourselves during a Sun-Saturn square like this. And as a result, we could be feeling a bit sad or morose or a little bit heavy because of it. So remember to treat yourself with kid gloves over the next couple of days if you are feeling overly sensitive. A Saturn-Sun square could also find us wanting some alone time or wanting to work independently or do our own thing, you know. And I'd say we'll be feeling this square into early next week. Um, The Saturn-Sun square happens twice a year. The last one we had was on November 10th, 2022. And the next one we'll have will be later this year on Thursday, November 23rd, which is also Thanksgiving Day. Mm. Something fun to look forward to. Now, this weekend, the moon has been in Virgo. And as a result, our minds are active. You know, sleep might not not come as easily this Mm -hmm. weekend. People might be moving very quickly around us. Mm -hmm. Elmi, you read two novels during this Virgo moon. What was that like? Last night, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a jigsaw puzzle. Elmi reads books. I do jigsaw puzzles. But anyway, we both bring something to the table during this Virgo moon. And Mercury rules both Gemini and Virgo, of course. Mercury is the planet of communication, thinking, lots of mental energy. So there's this sort of conflicting energy this weekend that you may or may not be feeling, but the Sun-Saturn square is maybe bringing some heaviness to things. And then on the other hand, the Sun being in Gemini and the Virgo moon could have us feeling a bit anxious. But the Virgo moon also brings with it a healing element. It's the nurse of the zodiac. And tonight, Sunday, May 28th, around 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, that's about a half hour from when we're recording this podcast, Mm. the Virgo moon will make a lovely sextile to Venus. So hopefully we'll be feeling those pleasant, easygoing vibes tonight while we watch the finales of Succession and Barry on Max. It's called Max now, right? Anyway, now is as good a time as any to transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. As I mentioned at the top, Elmi is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week, I like to ask Elmi a question to get her Scorpio take on life. Now, Elmi, mm-hmm. this is kind of a peculiar question I'm going to ask you. But okay. as a Scorpio, how does it feel to be a Sagittarius? <laughs> 
And I think Almy knows the reason I'm asking this, but Almy and I looked up our progressed charts a few days ago. And a progressed chart is what you do is you take your birth chart. So let's say you were born January 1st of the year 2000. And let's say you are now five years old. So you would add five days to your birthday. So now your new chart would be January 6th, 2000. You basically add one day for every year of life. So when we added the days for Almy's years of life that she's lived so far, she's now a Sagittarius. And Almy, was that an encouraging thing to learn? How'd you feel about that? You've been a Scorpio your entire life. <laughs> I like being a Sagittarius. I'm trying to be one, by which I mean I'm trying to go with the flow, trying to have a mantra of nothing bothers me. I'm not succeeding, but I'm trying to. Well, one thing you will learn or find, I think, yourself as you become this Sagittarius is that we just have bottomless pits of hope and like inspiration. Mm -hmm. And even times when we necessarily shouldn't have it, it's still there. I think that's something that's going to work in your favor in the mm -hmm. long run. I'm an Aquarius now. Based on my progressed <laughs> chart, I am now no longer a Sagittarius. And apparently I graduated from Capricorn and now I'm an Aquarius. But anyway, if it's something you want to check out, it's interesting to look up your progressed chart. They say that that's what we are evolving into, mm. you know? So like if, as if this stuff wasn't complicated enough just with your regular birth chart, you also have a progressed chart you can look at. But it's kind of fun. And the outer planets won't change all that much. But the what they call the personal planets like Mercury, Venus, Mars, you're going to find that those change as well as your sun. And um, it's kind of fun to see these other perspectives and see if maybe, just maybe, you now relate more to this new sun sign than to your actual birth sun sign, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. uh, Elmi, as long as I got you, and we're still doing the Ask a Scorpio segment, um, we have two major finales tonight on mm -hmm. Max, as I mentioned, Succession and Barry. As a Scorpio, you are a bit psychic. Do you have any idea... And this is just, there's no right answer, no wrong answer. Do you know how these shows might end? Do you have any kind of predictions as to what might play out on either show tonight? No, I really don't. Both shows have been so unpredictable. I've been enjoying both of them so much, and I'm really going to miss them. Yeah, same, same. I have no idea how it could go either. I would say that I think that Kendall Roy is going to die. Okay. And I don't mean that like in some cryptic, mean, horrible way. I don't have anything against the guy. I don't mean to sound too um, dark. But why not, right? I mean, the show's ending. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to do that. And then Barry, I'm going to say that Barry, you know, I'm going to say that the Steven Root character, oh, I don't I already feel like I'm going to give too many things away with that. So anyway, I'll leave Barry off the plate. I don't want to ruin it. I don't know if everyone's caught up. But anyway. That's what we got, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so Kendall Roy uh, might, might die. That's what That's we got. That's according to you. That's according to me, based on nothing. And I hope he doesn't, for the record. I hope that he just lives on forever. Okay, so that concludes the Ask a Scorpio, or should I say the Ask the Sagittarius mm -hmm. segment yes. of our show, now that Almy is a Sagittarius. Thank you, Almy, as always, for participating. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's take a look at this week. Monday, May 29th, the moon will have exited Virgo, and it will be in Libra all day, and that's the same for Tuesday, May 30th. The moon is in Libra all day on Tuesday as well. Now, both of those days we'll be working with a Libra moon, so there's a good chance we'll be connecting with others. Our relationships could come into focus. We might be dealing with some legal matters 
or situations that could require some diplomacy. And the Libra moon always does its best to bring some beauty into our lives as well, because Libra is ruled by Venus. Now, this particular Libra moon on Monday and Tuesday will be a bit cranky. The Libra moon is not seeing eye to eye with most of the planets at the moment, so there will be pockets of crankiness. And that was also the name of my band in college pockets of crankiness. <laughs> I wish I had a band. I wish I went to college <laughs> on Monday and Tuesday, but they should be fleeting as most of those pockets will be of the lunar variety, which only lasts a couple of hours. And mm. between Monday and Tuesday, Monday will be the better of the two days. Uh, the way our collective mood goes, I say Monday is going to be the breezier day with the moon forming positive aspects with Pluto and Mars. But Tuesday is definitely looking a bit uh, cranky. Now, Wednesday, May 31st, Mercury will be at 15 degrees Taurus. And I mention that because we will finally be free and clear of Mercury retrograde's shadow. Hooray! Yeah, I mean, Mercury did go, to direct, uh, did go direct on Mother's Day, but it always takes a few weeks afterwards to get out of its shadow. Mm -hmm. Now, Mercury was at 15 degrees uh, Taurus, right? Yeah, let me look at that. Mercury was at 15 degrees Taurus back on April 21st when it initially started its retrograde phase, and then it backtracked all the way back to 5 degrees Taurus while it was retrograde. Then once it started moving forward again, which it did on May 14th, it has now taken this long for Mercury to get back to where it originally was on April 21st. So that's why they say it will finally be out of its shadow and functioning on all cylinders. Also on May 31st, the moon will be void of course most of the day from 8 a.m. Pacific time till about 4.45 p.m. Pacific time. So that's pretty much the entire workday on Wednesday. So what that means when you have a void of course moon is that you're not necessarily engaging with people out in the world. You're maybe planning, brainstorming, doing things on your to-do list kind of a deal, but not necessarily sealing the deal or connecting with others. It's kind of a time to catch your breath if you need it. That would be Wednesday. Now, Thursday, June 1st, Jupiter will form a conjunction with the North Node. Both Jupiter and the North Node will be at 3 degrees Taurus. So whenever you see Jupiter and North, then the North Node coming together, you could be looking at growth in your career, mm. growth on your life path, or having some sort of aha moment or breakthrough that further illuminates the direction you should take in your life. The North Node is what we're moving towards in this lifetime. It's not a planet. It is a point in the sky. And they say that, you know, if you believe in multiple lives, um, whatever your North Node is, that's what you're moving towards. And it's also stuff that is brand new to you. So you're not necessarily bringing in this wisdom or knowledge from previous lives. You're moving mm. towards this North Node almost out of faith in some ways. So sometimes we're afraid to move in that direction because it is so new to us and it is so unfamiliar. But with Jupiter encouraging us to move forward down that path, because again, Jupiter is the golden retriever of the Zodiac mm. and is saying, hey, come with me. Everything's going to be great. We might find that we are moving forward in our career or taking another path that will put us in a better place. But it might be a path that we did, did not see before. So be open to new, <laughs> new horizons, whatever you want to call it, on Thursday. Sounds good. Yeah. Also Thursday, June 1st, Mars will form a quincunx with Saturn. Quincunx is when two planets are 150 degrees apart, and it's kind of a pressure point. And it might be a point where you're letting go of some things on Thursday, uh, especially 
if things are coming up this weekend with this sun saturn square where you're like oh i i kind of know certain things i need to change in my life or certain things i might want to let go of thursday might be the day that you make that move or those moves you know thursday could be a day of release mm. and the moon will be in scorpio on thursday as well which is also going to encourage us to release and let go and friday june 2nd we're kind of finishing the week with a bang uh friday june 2nd I'm saying it's a big Venus day. You know, there's potential for lots of bliss on Friday. Friday is considered Venus day anyway. Venus, they say, rules Friday. I don't know I why. I never realized that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the days of the week have ruling planets. Thursdays is Jupiter. Saturdays is Saturn. Sundays. Oh, sure. Sun, the sun. I don't know. But anyway, Friday is assigned to Venus, or Venus is assigned to Friday for whatever reason. Uh, plus that day, Venus will trine Neptune, and that's also going to soften things. It's going to bring love to the forefront, creative flow. You might be in an especially forgiving mood, like anyone who's done you wrong in your life. You're going to be like, oh, what's the big deal? Why did I get worked up about that in the first place? And the moon will also trine both Neptune and Venus. So Friday, June 2nd, Venus, Neptune, and the moon will be having quite a love fest. And late Friday, the moon enters Sagittarius, and we're going to have a, f and the full moon, excuse me, the full moon will be exact the next day, Saturday, June 3rd at 8.42 p.m. Pacific time. Ooh. So next Saturday, we have a full moon in Sagittarius. So that's just like an all-night party. That is like a nightclub that does not close. Perfect for our anniversary. Perfect for our anniversary on Saturday, June 3rd. Yay, one year us. And mm -hmm. a full moon involving Sagittarius will be encouraging us to explore, to expand, to chart a new path perhaps, to grow, to push boundaries, and to celebrate our anniversary if you are me and Amy. <laughs> and anyone else who's celebrating an anniversary June 3rd, congrats. And then a quick look ahead to the following week, Monday, June 5th, Venus, the planet of beauty and love, will enter Leo. Sunday, June 11th, Mercury will enter Gemini, one of its home signs. Mm. And remember, Mercury has been in Taurus for a long time. Mercury has been in Taurus since April 3rd. That is a very long time for Mercury to stay in one sign. Mm -hmm. It stayed in that sign so long because of the retrograde period during uh, Mercury's stay in Taurus. But it will be finally entering Gemini on Sunday, June 11th. And also Sunday, June 11th, that's a week from today, Pluto, which is retrograde, will re-enter Capricorn, where it will remain until 2024. So we got a little insight into Pluto and Aquarius these past couple months, and now it's going to go back into Capricorn for the rest of the year, mm. starting on June 11th. So that's it. Kind of short and sweet uh, this week. But again, we got all this Mercury out there. We're just getting to the point a lot quicker. It's a Virgo moon, Sun's in Gemini. And, uh, yeah, I think um, Emma's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. And thank you, as always, for listening. We love you, and have a great week. We're going to take this time now to do our regular three deep breaths in and out. Won't take very long if you would like to join us. We like to take a moment to get into a comfortable position, sitting down or lying down. And then just... Release the tension in your body. Unclench your jaw. Relax your forehead. Let your shoulders drop. And take a slow, deep breath in. 
and out. Deep breath in, out. Last slow deep breath in, and out. As always, we thank you so much for listening, and we thank you so much for your support. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, we are at Something About Astrology. We hope you have a really, really great weekend, holiday weekend, and a great week, and we will talk to you again soon.